Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeomo. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. Come on, put those winning hands together for Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Somebody's about to celebrate. Somebody's about to rejoice. In this month of victory, shouts of victory will be heard in your tabernacle. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Quickly, this awesome evening, let's go straight into the Word of God. For some time now, we have been teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have talked about uh, the various categories of these gifts. There are nine in number. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of working of miracles. We have dealt with the revelatory gifts, that's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discernment of spirit. They are gifts that deal with revealing things that are not open to the naked eyes, to the physical realm. It's revelatory. It is hidden, so to speak. It takes the inspiration of the spirit to bring it out. One talks about the future, one talks about the present, and one actually uh, sees the kind of spirit behind any operation, which is discernment of spirit. We have dealt with that extensively. If you haven't or you want to go through it, please go on Spotify and all our messages are on our app now. All you need to do is download the app and just look at the series for the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And all these teachings will be available to you free of charge. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's appreciate Jesus Christ for that. Amen. Because he has said in his word that the whole earth will be covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, even as the waters cover the sea in the last days. All these things are available for you. So you can go on the, the app and get it. Now, we move from there to power gifts. We have been dealing with power gifts and we are on the third leg of the power gifts. The power gifts have to do with power have to do with power. The power of God moving, the power of God flowing, the power of God doing things that natural power cannot do. Uh, power gives. So in the power gives, we talked about walking of miracles, walking of miracles, gifts of faith, gift of faith, gift of walking of miracles. And we are now talking about today, from today, the gifts of healings, gifts of healings. Now, the gift of faith and gift of working of miracles, we have compared to, to the two. We have talked about the two. We have talked about where the gift of faith is in operation and the gift of working of miracles is in operation. You can see the same instance, the same thing happening. And the Holy Spirit will choose. Remember, it's as the Spirit of God wills. The Holy Spirit can choose. That is the gift of faith that you will use to overcome this situation. And at the same time, somebody else may go through the same thing and it will be gift of working of miracles that the person will be using to go through the situation. Amen. And that is why we need to understand all the principles that govern each and every one of these gifts. All we do is make ourselves available and we allow the Holy Spirit to use us 
as he wills, as he wills. Now today, we're going to start on the gifts of healing. Everybody say gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. Aha, uh -huh. I know in this church particularly, we love the gifts of healing because this is a ministry that has been gifted with this gift of the Holy Spirit. We know it's operational. We have seen healings, diverse healings in this ministry. There are diverse healings. We've seen cancer dematerialize. We've seen people with prostate cancer healed like that. We've seen people with tumor. We've seen people with blind eyes be healed. We've seen the cripple walk. We have seen healings in operation in this ministry. We've seen diverse people have new body organs, new lungs, new liver, new kidneys, and so on and so forth. We have seen so many of the gifts of healings. So, we, although we are hungry, we still want to see more, but this is a familiar terrain. It's not only in this local assembly, in the Bible-believing churches, in the Pentecostal movement, the Pentecostal and charismatic movement, one of the major things that have been embraced by many ministries that fall under this category is that uh, the gifts of healing has become a common phenomenon common phenomenon. It flows. Now, let's quickly go into the scriptures to teach this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11, the Bible makes us to understand that, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. In verse 8, it says, verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. The gifts of healing by the same spirit. So the gifts of healings are manifested for the supernatural healing of sickness and disease without any natural source or means. I will take that again. That's the definition for the gifts of healings. The gifts of healings are manifested for the supernatural healing of sicknesses and diseases without any natural source or means. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with knowledge, understanding. No, it's supernatural. All the gifts of the Spirit, like we have explained from the very beginning, is supernatural. Let's bow down our heads to pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again. We thank you for your word, because the entrance of your word giveth light, and it giveth understanding unto the simple. Bless us tonight. Let us understand in depth. Let us have revelation about the gifts of healings tonight. Let it be ours for the taking as we hunger for the manifestation and the flow of the Holy Ghost in our lives through us, even in this local assembly as a body, and even through our lives as individuals. We're asking you to bless everyone watching all over the world. We're asking for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to be upon us. Give us understanding. Give us depth tonight. Let us take, O oh Lord, that which you are given to us and run with it with faith. In the name of Jesus, let there be a manifestation. Let there be evidence. Let there be witnesses of the manifestation of the glory of God in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are prayed. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Like I was saying earlier, every of the nine gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. 
Healing ministry is not strange to the Bible-believing churches. Like I've said, the Pentecostals, the Charismatics, the, the move of the, 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 the churches given to the move of the Holy Ghost, gift of healing is like paripasu. It's like, it's like part and parcel of this movement. Amen. Amen. We, it's not a stranger to us. It's not a stranger at all. Healing the sick also is included in the Great Commission. In Matthew 16, 18, you could see in the Great Commission, Matthew 16, 18. Let's, let, the, let the guys put it on the screen for the people of God. Matthew. Praise. Oh, sorry. Mark 16, 18. Mark 16, 18. They shall take up serpents, and it shall not... Uh, they shall take up serpents, it shall not hurt them. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. These are the signs that follow us. As Bible-believing Christians, as believers, as we call ourselves, they are the signs that follow us. Seek, I mean, healing the sick is part and parcel of the Great Commission. Healings were, of course, prominent in the ministry of Jesus. In Jesus' ministry, as he walked on the earth. In fact, one of the prophetic declarations over Jesus Christ is that the son of righteousness will arise with healings in his ways. What was common in the Old Testament was working of miracles. But in the ministry of Jesus, in the New Testament, in the Bible-believing ushering of God himself, of Jesus Christ, it was healing that characterized his ministry. Praise God. I say praise God. So, gifts of healing. The gifts of healing should be emphasized uh, that it has nothing to do with medical science or human learning. It has nothing to do with medical science. Thank God for medical science. Thank God for the healings, so to speak, that uh, the, the conventional medicine or, I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the conventional medical uh, uh, scientists of the day have discovered, and a major, a lot of discoveries have been made, and we thank God for science, we thank God for the breakthroughs, we thank God. I'm a believer of science, it's good. It's great. It's a breakthrough. And humanity has been blessed because of that. But that is not the gifts of healing. Even though it can be used, that is an avenue where people can receive their miracle or receive their healing. But that is not the gifts of healing being taught in the scripture. Luke, one of the 12 disciples, is, was a medical doctor in his days. Luke went with Paul in many of his missionary journeys. Like Luke wrote the book of Acts, and he also wrote the book that was named after him, the book of Luke. Luke was with Paul when he was shipwrecked, and they were, when they were at the island of Melita. Luke never ministered to the people on the island using medical knowledge. It was never recorded so. In fact, the father-in-law of the chief of the island was sick. Was sick. And Paul went 
and laid his hands on him and he was healed. Even though Luke, a medical doctor, was present, was around, Luke, Luke's knowledge of medicine was not applied at all. Praise God. Hallelujah. He was healed. The man who got healed, the father-in-law of the chief of the, of the island, who got healed, he was healed by the supernatural power of God, not diagnosis. This was the gifts of healing in manifestation. Many more six folds were brought to Paul on the island of Melita because of the healing they saw took place in the life of the father-in-law of the chief of the island. Many more people were brought because when they saw the raw power of God that this man was healed, they said, wait a minute, something is flowing here. We must not let this tap just flow like that. Then they brought many more people who were sick. And the Bible says, when many more sick folks were brought they, to Paul, they were all healed. What was healing them? The power of God. That was the gifts of healings in operation. Definitely, I believe in medical science, like I said earlier. I also believe in what it can do. We thank God for that. I am not preaching against medical science. But some people confuse medical science with the gifts of healings. I must make a differentiation between that right now. Healing that is supernatural does not come by diagnosis or by prescribing treatment. No, there's no prescription, there's no diagnosis. It happens, bam, by the power of God. How many people like it like that, that? Bam, by the power of God. I love it that way. No prescription, no description, no diagnosis, no examination. It just happens, boga. I believe in natural healing. Thank God for the great achievements made even in preventing medicine. I believe in it. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just trying to make a distinction. A distinction between these two. That it is not the same. The gifts of healing is not by prognosis, by diagnosis, by all the gnosis. No, it is straight by the power of God. Amen. And I believe for us. In the Christendom, it is what we should be pressing into. According to 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says this gift is given to everyone to do what? To profit with that. It's given to you also. You can press in to gifts of healing. Praise God. Now, the gifts of healing is prominent in the New Testament. This we must take account of also. Is prominent in the New Testament. It's prominent in the New Testament. The purpose of these gifts of healing is to deliver the sick and to destroy the works of the devil in the human body. I will repeat that. The purpose of the gifts of healings is to deliver the sick. Everybody said, deliver the sick. I have been called, have been called. to deliver the sick. Part of the New Testament commission is to heal the sick. So God did not instruct you to go and heal the sick without giving you a gift to do it. So this is why 
believers, as it has been said, every man it is given to you to profit without, this is one of the gifts you should press into, the gifts of healing. Don't forget it's as the spirit wills, but you must press in to be available for the spirit to use you. Amen. Amen. I'll say it again, the purpose of the gifts of healings is to deliver the sick, number one, and to destroy the works of the devil in the human body. Say it after me. To destroy the sick. I mean, to destroy sickness. (laughs) Don't destroy the sick, please. He said, to destroy sickness. Destroy sickness. And to destroy the works of the devil. And to destroy the works of the devil. In the human body. Okay, let's take it properly now. To deliver the sick. To deliver the sick. To deliver the sick. To deliver the sick. Say it one more time. To deliver the sick. The purpose of the gifts of of healing is to deliver the sick. And to destroy the works of the devil in the human body. The Bible is full of examples of such. In the New Testament, there are many examples of the gifts of healing in operation. Unlike the Old Testament that we just have gifts of working of miracles. But in the New Testament, gifts of healings. Praise God. Now, Jesus ministered as a man anointed of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is very important for you to know. Very vital for you to know. Because sometimes we say, well, it is Jesus. That is why that person got healed. Amen. I want to show you from scriptures today that Jesus functioned like a man. He functioned like a mere man. He functioned like as a mere man, an ordinary man, as an ordinary man will function. Even though he is the second person of the deity, he's, the, he's, the, he's God himself. Let's put it that way. But he emptied himself of his sovereignty. He emptied himself of his divinity. He emptied himself of his position, so to speak. He emptied himself and took the form of a man. And everything he did, he operated as a man. He said, son of man. Son of God and son of man. Even though he was son of God, but positionally speaking, Experientially speaking, he manifested as son of man. He showed us an example of what a man can do. Praise God. Jesus himself ministered, not as the son of God, but as a man, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Just as you are anointed by the Holy Ghost, that's the way Jesus was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Jesus was just as much as the Son of God when he was 20 years old as the same as when he was as the Son of God at 30 years old. Till he was 20, till he was 25, till he was 29, he did not perform any miracle. He's still the Son of God, but he was the Son of Man too. And he operated as the Son of Man. Until when he turned 30, when the power of the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove, then he started ministering the manifestation 
of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in his life. Did you get that? He was ordinary. He was a man. But until the Holy Ghost came, he did not function in the gifts of healings. Just as the same thing that like you are now. That you, you are not, I mean, you can't function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit when you have not received the Holy Ghost. When you have not received Christ himself. When you have not been baptized into the body of Christ. You can't. So I'm trying to show you from the word of God. That when he was 20 years old, when he was 25, when he was 30, he, not one miracle of healing had been wrought under his ministry. Prior to this, prior to his receiving of the anointing of the Holy Ghost at the age of 30, until Jesus was anointed by the Holy Ghost, there was no healing in his ministry. Until the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove in order to anoint him to minister the gifts of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit began to minister and began to manifest in his ministry. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 10, or John chapter 14 10, that the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. I'm not the one walking. I've emptied myself, but the Holy Ghost is in me. And the Father is making the Holy Ghost walk these works. The Father is the one responsible for these works. The Father is the one making healing happen. That is why we return the glory to him when healing happens. We don't claim the glory. We don't say it is us who did it. Because it's because of the power that is in us that is working, released by the Father in the person of the Holy Ghost. That's why we give glory to God. You don't claim it. You don't say, oh, it's because of your holiness. It's because of your righteousness. It's because of this. It's because of that. No, it's the Father at work. Believers doubt that you and me and the Father, the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me doeth the works. He's the one doing the work. Praise God. And that's why we give him all the glory. He's the one. He's the one who does it. The moment you get out of the way and you allow him, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, you will be amazed at the flow of God's power as he trashes, as he trashes sicknesses, delivers people from sickness, and deliver and destroy the works of the devil in the human body. You'll be amazed once you allow him. The only question you need to ask you, is he living in you? Is he in you? Praise God. Glory be to God. Are you being blessed tonight? Amen. He doeth the works. Everybody say, he doeth the works. Jesus never claimed that he did the miracles by himself. How did he do them? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how he did them. Jesus stood up. And read in the synagogue, Luke 4, 18. Luke 4, 18. Can you put it on the screen for the people of God? He read it. He proclaimed it in the synagogue. 
Look for, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind the brokenhearted. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Can you see that? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do these things. Then Peter preaching to Colinius said, how God, that's in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. He was preaching to Colinius here. He said, how God hath anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Although Jesus had always been the son of God, he never healed anyone, anyone, until after he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Until he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. That's the very son of God. He walked by the power of the Holy Ghost, not because he's the son of God. He's not his title, he's not his, title. He's not his position that made him do all that he did. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. Guess where this same power of the Holy Spirit is today? Where is the power of the Holy Spirit? Where? Where is the power of the Holy Spirit? Put it on the chart. I want you to answer that question. Where is the power of the Holy Spirit? Where? Where? Those of you in the studio, can you give me where? Where is the power of the Holy Spirit? In us. Thank you. He's already in us. Even Jesus was told, Jesus told his disciples, I don't guarantee this going. Don't, don't go anywhere until you be endued with what? With power from on high. Power of the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. There are times we are on this journey, we get into trouble. There are times we are on this journey, we don't know what to do. There are times on this journey that we suffer setbacks. There are times on this journey, we are confused. There are times on this journey that it seems the devil is having upper hand. Yesterday we lost. The day before yesterday we lost. Last week we lost. Last month we lost. Last year we lost. And it looks as if when is this losing going to stop? But listen to me. Command the giant on the inside of you to arise, to wake up. Because inside of you is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power, same power that God uses to be God is living on the inside of you. You need to arise and take that power to walk in the name of Jesus. I see somebody on the air right now making a shift in the realm of the spirit. Declaring right now over your life that your life is not going to be down. Your life will be up because Jesus has raised you up. You cannot be down. I see the power of the Holy Ghost coming alive in somebody this night. If that person is you, shout yes. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. I'm just showing you here that Jesus did not even operate by his title. He did not operate as the second person of the Trinity here on the earth, he operated as son of man, but anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And that same Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. Man, I know you are waking up. 
I know the devil is in trouble after tonight in your life in the name of Jesus. Although Jesus has always been the son of God, he never healed anyone until after he was anointed. Glory be to God. Because he was anointed of the Holy Ghost, that's why he healed all he healed. He healed the sick just like anyone else called of God would minister to heal the sick today. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the manifestation of these gifts of healings, by the preaching of the word of God. According to John chapter 3 verse 34. This same Jesus Christ, and this is what distinguishes Jesus. Because I know some people out there will still want to argue. You can't put Jesus in the same box as every other person. No, he's in the same box as a, that's he himself called us his senior brother. I mean, he called us, he's our senior brother, and he has made us co-heirs with him. Do you understand that? He's our brother. He puts us on the same pedestal as himself. But this is what distinguishes Jesus. And this is what we are saying that we should challenge ourselves in. This is what we are saying we should press into. Look at what distinguishes Jesus. For he whom God had sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure to him. Another translation says, he has the spirit without measure. Do you understand? He has the spirit without measure. That is Jesus. The Holy Ghost was upon him without measure. He exercised himself in the spirit like never before. He was conscious of the spirit. And that is why Jesus will spend loads of hours praying. Hallelujah. Because that is communicating. That is uh, dining with the Holy Spirit. That is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He had the Spirit without measure. And look, even though he had the Spirit without measure, there were places he went to he couldn't do much. Why? Because people will not still recognize or allow, put things in place to allow the spirit to flow. Praise God. But he had that spirit without measure. That is why he's our senior brother and we have to give him that clout. Hallelujah. He still has the spirit without measure. But he didn't tell us that no one can come to that place of having spirit without measure. Whereas he's the only one, we must, we must leave that, he's the only one with the spirit without measure. But he did not say no one could press there. Just like nobody told Enoch that he could walk with God and no more. <laughs> but he pressed in and he did it. Praise God. So that's an open challenge to all of us. We can press in. Say to somebody, I can press in. And I choose to press in in this time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Having the spirit without measure, Jesus would have manifested in all the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. Except speaking in tongues and interpretation, which are exclusive for the dispensation of the church. He ushered in the dispensation of the church, but he did not participate. And that one we will talk about in the Holy Ghost. Maybe we'll begin to appreciate the speaking in tongues better. Amen. Because it's given exclusively for the church. Amen. 
gifts of healings. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, verse 28, and verse 30. I want you to put it on the screen for the people. I'll be reading from King James Version. He says, to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. Verse 28, and God had set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of healings. I want you to understand, underline gifts of healings is plural. Gifts of healings is plural. Helps governments diversity of tongues. Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? I want you to note, some, note something in verse 28. Both words, gifts and healings, are plural. In verse 9, it was not plural. In verse 30, it was not plural. Gifts and healings were only plural in verse 28. And this is the way it ought to be listed in the other places, both verse 9 and verse 30. According to Vine's Expository Dictionary, the word healings is plural in the Greek in verses 9, 28, and 30. It is plural. Notice that this is the only one of the, this is the, only one of the spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians 12 that is plural. Gifts of healings. All other gifts of the spirit are singular except tongues and interpretation of tongues, which will be covered later. When we get there, we are going to refer to this. I'm just making a note now. Why are they gifts of healings and not gifts of healing, singular? Why is it gifts of healings? I believe it is well formed Although the word did not explain or expatiate on this, but we can infer easily. I believe the, uh, it's well founded on the word because there are different kinds of diseases. And one gift wouldn't heal every kind of disease. That's why it is plural. Gifts of healings one can notice one can notice this in people who have the gifts of healings in operation in their lives and their ministries and i want you to pay attention here because i know some might have questions in this area later that when it comes to healings in some areas a particular ministry or a particular individual, let me use ministry because an individual may represent a ministry. In the, when I say ministry, I mean assignment. So somebody might be giving assignment, you are hearing me over the waves, maybe you even have an assignment right now. In the area of gifts of healings, praise God. 
you see somebody having an assignment that this is what is predominant in the healing ministry of this person. It is ears popping wide open. If that person takes statistics, if there are 10 people in front of the person, out of the 10, nine and a half will be healed when it comes to hearing. You see, he is gifted. The Holy Spirit has released that gift to that ministry in the area of hearing. Some people is deaf and dumb. Some people, it's like they have 99.9% success rate when it comes to one particular area of healing. Some people, I've seen people, is short legs growing an inch or two. Before they even speak, legs of people are growing. Short legs will extend. Praise God. That's gifts of healings. That's peculiar now, the same person might not be strengthened in other areas of healings. But that one is predominant in the person's ministry. Some people is bones. Some people are like spiritual chiropractors. Because anywhere they stand in the gifts of healings, anything bone will be solved. It could be arthritis, it could be backbone, it could be this, it could be that. They specialize in it. Let's put it that way. Praise God. Some people is growth. Anything tumor, anything cancer, anything like that, pop, pop, pop. You even see it drop physically sometimes. Swollen natures and so on and so forth. Praise God. I believe there are one or two people there. You are believing God strongly to use you in the healing ministry. You've had, you have had nudge several times. The Spirit of God is just ministering to me. You can see me later. Because as many that have hunger in this area, there are books to read, experiences of people in this area. And you need to come to the understanding of it. Amen. So you see this. That's why it's plural, gifts of healing. Because the gifts of healings are many. They are diverse. Praise God. Some diseases and sicknesses are prone to be healed than others in various ministries. Of course, this is not to negate the fact that believers can be healed on their own faith in God's word. Believers can be healed. On their faith in God's word. That is not to be neglected. In fact, that is what is more promoted. But at the same time, we must also recognize that there are those in the body of Christ who are endued with particular spiritual gifts such as gifts of healings. Such as gifts of healings. You will find that in one ministry... Growths, lumps, or any kind of growth in that area are almost always healed when prayed for. Always. 99% success rate. It disappears. The one that doesn't disappear immediately 
give it one week. The one that doesn't go in one week, give it one month. It will go. Praise God. Some growth will disappear, like I said. Some, it will be deaf ears. Some, it will be growth in the leg. In the ministry of Jesus, however, every manner of sickness and every manner of disease were healed. That's in Matthew 9.35. That's because, don't forget, he operated in a realm of what? Spirit without measure. May God take us to the realm of spirit without measure. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to put a full stop to it today. I believe we have learned a lot already. There are different things we have learned. And next week I'm going to be continuing this series on the gifts of healings. As we look at gifts of healings versus receiving by faith. Gifts of healing as versus receiving by faith. Amen. And uh, that's important for us to know too. I believe God that you are really enjoying this series. I want to thank God for people making comments from all over the world. In England, in the western part of Africa, in the islands, uh, and also in the United Kingdom uh, and Australia. Thank God for your lives. And those in our local vicinity too, in uh, British Columbia and in Edmonton. And I just want to recognize you tonight. Thank you so much. I enjoy those questions you throw my way, and um, uh, God bless you. Thank you. It's quite encouraging to see that you are really drinking out of this well. I want to encourage those in our local content too. Don't let those outside take all, uh, all the blessings. Amen? Even though we are one big family. Glory be to God. I don't want to create competition. Amen? But what I'm saying is uh, uh, I've been blessed by your participation and um, I'm trusting God to take you higher. Now, Royal House, don't forget, is a thirst, is a hunger that I believe the Spirit of God is taking uh, us through. And um, you see, this is a church of the supernatural. This is a church that things will be done supernaturally, especially in these end times. And we must be seen as a church hungry for the power of God to move like never before in our midst. And as we understand these fundamentals of the Holy Ghost, we give him a platform where he can rule, where he can reign, where he can ride over. And we'll begin to see the manifestation like never before in Jesus' mighty name. I've been blessed tonight and I know you too have been blessed. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services every Sunday live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m and our Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and God bless you.